0: yo 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 we live on location here we are nba finals are finally underway black as the denver nuggets took game one right there at home on 104 to 93 knocked off the heat in game one big joker did his thing (laughs) his record growing ninth triple double Denver took the game one. We called the heat, but, you know, Denver went out and got one. But what you think so far
1: in game one? I think the Denver Nuggets represented last night. Uh, Shout out to the Joker, man. Joker had six assists in the first quarter. Uh, Timing
0: that thing, boy.
1: Yeah, he uh, triple-double, you know, first game in the finals. Last person to do that was J. Kidd with New Jersey Nets. I feel like Murray came and represented, played hard. But uh, my first shout-out, man, I want to give a shout-out to Aaron Gordon, man. A G Z That piece that, man, he plays defense. They had him on Jimmy Butler. He was no hoes bar in the post last night. He didn't let them switch a little small guard on him or nothing like that. He was very aggressive, especially in that first quarter. I think he had like 16 or 14 points in that first quarter. Uh, Shout-out to him. Um, I'm happy for him, man, to see him prosper and do his thing. Uh
0: I want him to stay in that aggressive mode. I loved every second of it. Running towards, you know, going to the rim, being at the rim, being a threat. Like you said, they got a little dude on him, no holes barred. Ain't no easy, ain't no easy night here. I wish he would have stayed that way the whole game, but he did what he he did what they needed him to do. Cause whatever was going on, he was the he was the energy source early in that game and he powered them to that early lead, I think it was important for him to start like that, for them to have that good of a game.
1: Yeah, as for uh, the Miami Heat, Bam came out with energy all game. I think he played a good game all game, as much as he can do. I think they perimeter, shout out to the Nuggets defense of how they played them on defense. Mm -hmm. Uh, They did get an open shot, but they they just, they played enough good defense where uh, they couldn't catch a rhythm. You know, Caleb Martin, Max and uh, Duncan Robinson, I think they was, like, t- t- together combined probably three for 23, three for 25 from the field. That was shocking. But you want to know what
0: was crazy to me? The Miami Heat in a—forget in a, about that it, it was the finals. In a full-length game, they shot two free throws, bro. Yeah. The Miami Heat. That tells me that no way—like, Jimmy shoot. I don't know the average, but sometimes I know it's got to be close to nine, 10 free throws a game during these playoffs. Yeah. That 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 tells me that they were not aggressive enough going to the basket. And for a Denver team who does not have, what do we talk about, Black? They don't have a, a paint protector, a rim defender like that. Yeah, they got guys, I mean, Porter Jr., AG, they athletic, they tall, they can go block some shots, but they aren't known as rim protector guys who protect the paint and just shut down the rim. So for for the Heat to only get two free throws in a whole game, that tells me for whatever the reason was, I don't know if it was the, you know, kind of the fatigue after the game seven. And the, the altitude didn't visibly seem to play a part from my perspective. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just sitting here watching on TV. I could be wrong, but like it didn't seem to play a big enough part to affect what was going on. So I don't know what you know, was going on that they did not, you know, attack the rim the way they should, but they only shot two two free throws in a finals game. And that that was the lowest, obviously, of all time. And that was crazy. That was very shocking to me.
1: Yeah. Uh I just think they uh they didn't make their shots. Uh they stayed right there within the range of ten and sixteen, now ten or sixteen, which you know down 10 10 to 16 points, man, that's basically nothing in an NBA game. That's a a long, you know, they give you a long time to come back. Yeah. I felt uh, they tried to make a push at the end, you know, Nuggets kind of slowed down a little bit, so it looked good at the end, but they just couldn't make a shot as as Miami, what I seen from Miami. Uh,
0: yeah, it never seemed like they were a real, real threat. I mean, they did, like you said, they got it to 10 and under double digits a couple times, but they never really, really threatened where you thought, oh, man, is it? Like, you know, when they were coming and cutting it from 10, they made a quick 11-0 run, it was like, okay, could this be it? But then they came back hit a 3. They had a little answer for it every yeah. time. This is my question, though, Blake. We talked about it. You, your your, your X Factor uh, was Kevin Love. He got a DNP last night. Yeah, I night. think... Uh Obviously, we talked about how Zeller, you know, I mean, he's a big body, but the whole entire NBA is overmatched against Joker. So, I mean, obviously, Zeller looked overmatched last night as well. Do you think in game two, Les postra, Nostra? obviously, it's going to be some heavy adjustments made? And I, I, I think Michael Malone is such a great coach. He'll make some adjustments to things that he saw that he didn't like when they made runs and things like that. But... My question to you is: Do you think one of those adjustments will be Kevin Love seeing the floor next I, game after getting the
1: DMP? I, I don't DMP? know. I've been hearing Kevin Love got hurt, and we ain't seen him since he he, he got a, a MRI. I think that was in um, the Boston series mm. at the beginning of the Boston series. So we ain't really seen. Well, we'll, well break some news,
0: then educate the folks. I don't think everybody knows about really him being. Him since, so I think that's why Kevin
1: Love really got the DMP. I think he just ain't ain't available to really play and get out there.
0: So that's the first black bomb we didn't have. This ain't no woes bomb, this is a black bomb we had here on the (laughs) Knuckleheads tap in. Okay, D-Miles, I see you, my brother. I think,
1: and I I don't see nobody else on their bench to kind of fill that void as a big man wise. They don't really have big man deep on their bench. They got Zeller, but they don't have, Kevin Love was one of their other big men. Uh, Another thing, another thing, bro, We talked about how Jamal
0: Murray has been just superstar, you know what I'm saying, superstar level playing in these playoffs, and he did the same thing last night, man. Like, they have to come out. To me, it wasn't, you know, obviously 26 and 10, those are big-time numbers. To me, it was how confident he looked and how comfortable and how he was swagging after he was scoring and stuff. You know what that means as a player, Black. When somebody's got that conference zone going and they feeling good and he's shooting threes and holding the follow through up like Sidney Dean, like it's so pretty, he want everybody to see. Like You know what that means. That means that dude is feeling good, man. And you don't want him to be feeling good. He's proven that his shot, you know, his shot making ability, like man, the man hit one floater going baseline on the left side, Black. He was on the left side of the court. This was an and one. Floater, right leg, and he's a right hand shooter. Floater off the right leg, going out of bounds and get hit in the head because he tried to block it. And the man walked off like it was nothing, bro. That's a big time bucket. When you got dudes is in the zone like that, man, they gotta do something to make him uncomfortable and to make make the game not as not as easy and smooth for him. Cause for him, he was I felt like he was vibing, bro. He was, he was feeling like he was glitched last night. And you can't have him feeling that way. You got Joker doing the triple double like he always doing. Then you got AG popping up and having a big game. MP MPJ, bro, he he did show me something with his rebounding. Cause I felt like for a long time watching him, he was just, just a bucket. He gonna try and shoot threes and he's he's a bucket. His rebounding is another element to Denver that's a huge plus. You saw in the Lakers series, he had a game where he had 16, 10, and 6. And like the more and more he goes out there and continues to get double figure rebounds, had a nasty tip dunk in the lane, like that's all, all gravy train for them. And what Miami's job is to do, they gotta find a way to to change that around. Like they got Haywood Highsmith out of nowhere, 18 points, mm-hmm. bro. <laughs> I was looking like
1: he balling. Yeah, the adjustments got to be. They got. They definitely got to make some big adjustments. They definitely got to do something about Murray. But one thing, like I said, even with with Denver, Denver didn't shoot the the craziest. Like they ain't have their best game. Like it, it was a lot of defense right. being played right. on both sides of the ball. You know what I'm saying? Like. For them to mm-hmm. have, I think Denver had, what, 104? I think uh, Miami had like 92 or something like that, or uh, something like that. Like that, that's not mm-hmm. a, that's it not would. a high. 104, 93, yeah. That's, yeah, that's not a high scoring game compared to how games really be and how games be really kind of ran up. So it just right, tells me there's right. a lot of defense out there being played and um, I'm I'm interested to see what adjustments Miami makes because you know, when you win a game with Mike Willow, I don't see him making a crazy amount of big-time big adjustments. I think he's he going to stick to what he's been doing, what he's been doing, been working. He's going to make minor stuff, but stuff that he's seen, but not nothing really drastically. I think with, my, it should I be. Think with Miami, I think it's going to be a drastic change in, like, who he start, how he start him like who he he matched up with what they do about that that dribble handoff screen and roll or that two man game with Joker I always feel like Joker had a 53 point game and they lost their game I feel like you got to pick your poison you got to either That's, take one yeah. you got to take one away I feel like and it's sad to say, but I feel like you got to make Joker a score, which he can score because he didn't score 53 in these playoffs. But um, getting the others involved with Denver, the other guys, uh, not to call them others like the them or nothing like that, but just the other stars that they got in A.G. and and Murray and Porter, even Bruce Brown coming off the Brent, that brings a whole nother energy, and Joker is like the starter kit to that about moving the ball Bro, around th- and all that. He was in the post, turned around for a fadeaway and threw it to the corner <laughs> for a three. This goes back
0: to what I said in the preview when I talked about what the Spurs did to the 4 5 Phoenix Suns that I was a part of. Mm. Remember I said that the sum of our team was the strength. How the Warriors said strength in numbers were that we ain't go 15 deep, but it was the strength of all eight of us. And we would pepper you. You would you would get 15, 16, 17, or 20, 20. And it would be like that. But what San Antonio figured out, hey, let Steve and Amari play. We can deal with those two. We can't deal with if Steve and Amari is going crazy and Joe, Q and yeah. Tricks are getting threes and peppering you and Jim Jack coming in, and hitting three, all of those things. So that's what happened for them last yeah. night. When you talk about the others, Joker coming out having a Steve Nash type mm-hmm. game. As a center, six assists in the first quarter, getting everybody going, but easy buckets, bounce passes, dunks for AG, all of that going on. What the Heat have to figure out is how to, like you said, make Jamal Murray and Joker be. They, they are the feature anyway. We can't allow them to go out and have a triple, Joker have a tr- triple double, and, and Murray 26 center 10, 26, 6 and 10, and then you still get Bruce brown with a good game m p j with a good game a g yeah. with a good game you can't have all of these other guys doing that as well you can you may i mean those two are good enough that they can beat you on their own but they but you may be able to sustain it if you're not getting peppered with fifteens and fourteens and sixteens from all of these other guys and that's what tends to kill you so I totally expect spo to make a huge adjustment and when you talk about who Miami is gonna start in game two and what they're gonna do. There is the other element out there that Tyler Hero is supposedly ready to return. He was on the court pregame shooting and Woj and everybody else is alleging and saying that he's supposedly gonna be ready to play. So so that could be something different. What do you think he could you know he could do to help
1: That's that definitely a, a big plus for them to get another shooter back to rotate, you know, when guys are getting streaky or guys, it's just not guys, not a making making a shot. Uh, but they biggest thing that they need is a disposable big man. Like, you need another big man, like-
0: Well, they can't sign nobody. Ain't nobody, we gotta look, if they can't look within, they ain't yeah, gonna Yeah, that's have what
1: I'm it. saying. You, you need another <laughs> big man, and I'm not even talking about a big man necessarily to go a joker. You need another, a three man slash, big guy to help out with this Aaron Gordon problem, because that, that was a serious problem. And you can't continue to switch Gabe, Vincent, uh, Max, and Duncan Robinson on AG. AG taking their ass straight to the post and and getting him should. a bucket. Like, like every time. And like, it it wasn't even no... It was a no-brainer. Every time they switched and all that, he sealed and got he got to the money. So... I think that's a plus having Tyler back. You know, like I say, another shooter. When guys are getting streaky, you know, you can rotate another shooter in there. But uh, I think Kevin Love is hurt. That's why they didn't play him. Cause I don't see there's no reason. There's no that. reason that Kevin Love I... shouldn't play in this series. Cause like, cause I would put Kevin, I would, he, he, he's definitely. Yeah, I help. would start Kevin Love on Joker and put Bam on AG. AG. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, I'm with you on that. I'm that's just how that. I would start it. If if, if, he, if was, he was available, I, I would like agree this. with so that. So I don't feel like he's available. If he is, I'm surprised. But uh, we're gonna see. Like I, I I I'm I'm interested to see uh Spouses adjustment. My biggest
0: adjustment, man, for me for Miami, I feel like they just uh, I felt like game one. Jimmy was kind of—it was like a boxing match. He was trying to feel out the style, and he didn't really get a good feel for it. Till, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had a couple early buckets, and then he kind of, you know, just blended in a little bit, I feel like. I think they need the ultra-aggressive—they need hemi buckets. That's who they need. They need hemi buckets to come in, because I feel like—this This is my thing, bro. When From watching, from everything you hear— Coming from out of the locker room and different interviews, whether it's pre, post game or after or the media availability, whatever it was, the feeling I get is that when Hemi Bucket's in the building, he empowers everybody. It's like when you walking around with your big brother at the park and you know your big brother, the baddest dude on the block or one of the baddest and he gonna, he ain't going to let nothing happen to you. I feel That's the feeling I get that when Jimmy becomes Hemi Buckets, that's how I feel like the rest of the team gets. They all get empowered by that. They all play better when he is Hemi Buckets. So I feel like he needs to find whatever he needs to find and be ultra aggressive and become Hemi Buckets. And then I feel like that trickles down to the rest of them, regardless of who's playing and what's going on. I feel like if Hemi Buckets shows up, that empowers the rest of the guys and brings their level of play up Mm. as well. So, man, we're going to see. We got game two on Sunday, and um, we're going to see what happens. We're going to see what adjustments is made, and we're going to see if anybody says anything about Kevin Love's status because I'm sure we're not the only people wondering why he got a DNP and things like that. But game two on Sunday. We got a little bit of NBA news, Blake.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Man, your partner in there. Yeah. Your partner in there made some history, ain't yes, it? Indeed. Monty Williams got the biggest bag ever for a coach in the NBA. Six-year, $78.5 million to go to Detroit and to coach up those young boys. Hey, look, he got some young Thundercats over there. That's the one thing I like about it. When you know his coaching pedigree and how well he develops young players and young teams and, and helps them become better men and better players. Like I'm excited for Detroit and those guys over there to have a great coach like him, who's not just a great coach, he's a great, you know, a figure as a mentor to help young guys become young men and things like that. And then on top of that, I'm happy for him to be getting this, you know, record-breaking deal, but also having a foundation over there. He got some good talent, man. Kay Cunningham missed last year, but he no doubt, he was big time in a red. You know, they got a lot of other top picks. They got another pick coming in this year. They got a solid foundation for him to build. What you think about that move for your man's money? I right? feel like
1: it's well deserved. Uh, he's one of my favorite people that I've met through my journey. Um, keep in touch, man. I think it's a blessing for him and his family. And uh, man, I, I'm glad he's getting appreciated for the type of man and and heart and how he carries himself. You know, as a as a yeah. coach, as a as a uh, all on and off the court. So. Uh, Man, blessing to him and his family. Uh, look forward to seeing them in Detroit, man. Getting some of them young guys, them, that young talent going. And, and now you a Pistons fan? <laughs> I'm definitely rooting for him because my man Money over there. I'm rooting for him to do good, okay. man. I'm definitely, I'm That's definitely right. rooting for him to do good. But I always liked a couple of guys over there anyway. Uh, they got a nice high pick. I'm su- I'm going to be surprised to see what where they going to pick. If they gon if they gonna roll the dice on your man Amani Bates or something like that and bring him home. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see him do his thing in Detroit, man. That's what it is. The
0: other news, man, the Celtics announced that uh Joe Mazzula will be back despite all of the You know, the questions and the rhetoric that was out there after the playoffs and, you know, the Celtics getting eliminated in a year that, you know, people felt they were a a championship contender and one of the better teams and should have been at least in the finals. But, you know, things happen. Uh, I did see, you know, dealing with this type of news that a portion of that of Missoula staff will be leaving him. And going to Eme because that was originally Eme staff. Anyway, they would be joining Eme in mm-hmm. Houston. And um, I think now you'll see Missoula get his own staff together. I definitely think, like the you know some of the stuff that was being thrown out there is that he'll probably get one of the more veteran ex head coaches over there to to assist with him. And then you know he didn't get a chance to really have a full full coaching staff like everybody has as a head coach. Pick their staff, how they training camp. He didn't get to do any of those things, and I think those things matter. And, um, I think next year, with him getting his own staff together and and doing having a chance to do all those things and reflect on the on a crazy year, I think he'll come back better for the season, man.
1: I definitely think that's that's a good move uh I think it's good on on Missoula's part that he have that coaching staff leaving because I feel like he needs a more veteran coaching staff, guys who kind of know mm-hmm. know what's going on and so forth on. Uh, I think I've seen Kendrick Perkins say this like, man, you need a couple of former Celtics over on that bench you know to to keep keep the why meaning not? of of what's going on and and why what we do this for in the locker room that definitely would be dope, but yeah he uh he deserved another chance, you know, he had a great year, they fought hard now he gets to start it over and his his voice is there, and uh yeah, I look forward to seeing who they who they pick from for him. Uh, I heard Steven Silas, you know, a couple of names like that, but it's going to be interesting. Shout out to them. No
0: doubt. You got you got any shout outs, Black, before we get out of here?
1: Just AG, man. I'm proud of the, the moves he make and how he did his thing last game, how he been aggressive. I felt like he put the energy, he kicked the energy off at the beginning of the game, uh, being aggressive as he was, and it uh, led to the rest of the game. Shout out to Denver Nuggets getting the first win in uh
0: in the finals. Yeah, man, I'm with you. I echo what you said about Ag. Definitely big shout out to Ag and, and how he showed up and, and, and represented for the squad. But um, also, man, Denver crowd, it was crazy loud at the tip. It was they was up in there showing up and showing out. I, I definitely got to give a shout out to that because they showed up how fans supposed to. But also, man, uh, uh, my man, my man. <laughs> I got to give Haywood Highsmith a shout-out, bro. From going to DMPs and not really playing and in and out to showing up in an NBA finals game where your team definitely don't depend on you or think they're going to get something like 18 points for you. You came out there and had 18 points on the on the biggest stage in basketball. And for somebody who don't really get the, get to play that much regular season and all of that— to go out there and play like that, you you balled out, homeboy. Shout out to Heywood Highsmith. Even in the loss, 18 points, boy, you got to be happy. And other all the other teams saw that. So, you know, you are doing something. All right, man, that's a wrap, man. We'll be right back, though. Right back. And then, then after that, after, after game two on Sunday, we got to come back and tap in with y'all. But, uh... This series, I hope you get a little bit better than it seemed. because right now it seems like Denver, Denver kind of got the advantage. But, you know, this is why it's, it's the seven games. Game one, not game two. We got to see how, the, how them Heat boys going to bring it in. If they could come with a counterattack, or if Denver going to continue to, you know, the trend is going. But we'll be back. There's been another Knuckleheads tap in. And this is the first black bomb we didn't had. My boy breaking news on here. Ooh. Look out, D Miles out here. Watch out, Woj and Sean's D Miles coming through. <laughs> Peace. I right, want to thank y'all for your continued support of the Knuckleheads podcast. Be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also watch all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com